As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. The waiting is over! The New York Rangers are the Stanley Cup champions! And this one will last a lifetime! Howdy everybody, Arthur Staple here. Welcome back to a special summer edition of the Garden Faithful, your Rangers podcast from The Athletic. We have tracked down the, the foremost goalie coach in the Northeast for the summer of 2023, <laughs> Steve Valiquette. What's up, Valley? I'm on the ice a lot. Yes, I know. And, uh, I know. I'm feeling it in my knees already, Arthur. Four hours a day, I take a one-hour break in between a two-hour session, followed by a two-hour session. But you know what? It's... This is the time of year that I always remind myself why teachers get the summers off, okay? <laughs> because it's exhausting to teach, and there's no way you could teach 12 months out of a year. No. That's no. my stance. Okay. But uh, you're putting in the work, and Chris Drury has been putting in the work. A very lengthy and thorough coaching search has resulted in Peter Laviolette being named the new Rangers coach. We had a press conference with him just yesterday. Um, hit all the right notes. Certainly, you know, you talked to and worked with Lavi over his 25 plus years of coaching in the pros in the AHL and the NHL. And I think everybody who knows him knows he's got a way with words and he has a good presence. And he brought that uh, on day one in the press conference and rounding out his coaching staff now, getting ready. Basically, through all this, you and I have been talking a little bit on and off. <clears throat> what are your thoughts now that it's Peter Laviolette? Well, it had to be. I, I really believe it had to be for the team right now, for where they are. 
this team has to win right now. This is Stanley Cup final at the very least or bust for, for, the, for the season, for the next two seasons. Igor Shosturkin has got two more years at 5.6. They need to take advantage of these two prime years at a really reasonable number on him so they can round out the roster, have the right fit. You've got your core, and now you've got the coach to push you through. Peter Laviolette, okay, he commands the room. He is a general, very fitting for the Rangers. He's a general. So he's going to come in and he's going to lay out a mandate. It's going to be very easy to follow. It's going to be a structure that starts with at what time to show up in the morning. And the players aren't going to have to think outside of that. And this is what players crave, Arthur. They just want to be told what to do. They want to have a practice where they feel like they're keeping their skills sharp. And there's change within that practice that helps them develop through a year. This guy's been to three cup finals. And he's had most of his success in year one and two. So I think that this is going to be a setup right now for the Rangers where if it doesn't work, the core is on notice. That's what this is. There's going to be a lot of pressure on the players this year to perform because this is the core's third crack at it with a new coach. Third crack. Like this is it. It's year six now since the letter. And everybody has to be on board right away. Peter Laviolette was the first choice. He was the first interview. Nobody knocked him out of the box. To my knowledge, there were eight in-person interviews and four more via phone call and Zoom. So you're looking at a wide search, 12 plus candidates here. And if you're going to go with Peter Laviolette at the end of the day, it's because he has the pedigree, he's got the experience, and he's got the ability to command everybody's attention. And that's what this team needs right now. The players need to be able to understand roles through the lineup, how we're going to do it. Anybody watched the Vegas Florida Panthers series would understand what that looked like. That's what the Rangers have to look like next year. Five guys at all times in the picture, and they have to be harder to get through. And we'll get to the nuances of the game and how it's going to change. But I think that Day one, he's going to say this, Arthur. He's going to go in and he's going to address the entire organization and say, I want everybody to know the bar is Stanley Cup. We're getting to the Stanley Cup final. And when we get to the final, we're hoping that we're going to be healthy enough, got enough going on uh, on our side to be able to get, obviously, the ultimate prize, the Stanley Cup. But I think that this team is built now and it's got the leadership. It's got to get to a Stanley Cup final for it to be a successful season next season. We talked, you know, kind of in the run-up, um, you had David Quinn, detail-oriented, uh, a bit of a barker, didn't didn't quite mesh at the time in the in the ascension of what the Rangers were looking for when Chris Drury came in. He went with Gerard Gallant, uh, a little bit t- easier going uh, on the players, a little bit easier going on the ice practice-wise, a little bit easier going system-wise, not... not great adaptations, which we saw kind of uh, that was maybe the the final blow for him against the devils. And now, as you pointed out, usually the pendulum usually swings back and, and Laviolette, you know, talking to a couple of guys who played for him in Washington in his most recent stop um, guy who, you know, shows that he cares. He's, he's a, he's a very personable guy when he comes to developing relationships with his players. Um, 
But like you said, he will set out what you need to do and it's on you to execute it. There's going to be some options, um, but it's going to be fast, aggressive, forechecking, fast, aggressive in the D zone. Um, does this group that the Rangers have understand, do you think, that this is the way it's going to be, that that you have a guy, you can't, as you pointed out, it's the third go, third different coach now, you can't go from whining about the bar, the first Barker to whining about not enough structure to back the other way. You don't get it. You don't usually get too many more cracks at it as a, as a group. No, see, this is it. And okay. From a player's perspective, anytime there's a coaching uh, change, you know what the first thing that comes across the player's mind is, how does this affect my ice time? That's the first question. And that's going to get answered um, by the shape that you show up in training camp in. Because if you're in top shape, you've told Peter Laviolette in the first minute that he meets you, okay, that I'm all in. I'm serious about this. I'm in this kind of shape because I dedicated the last five months to this and I'm ready to go and I'm going to have a great season. And you need that check mark on day one, especially for a young player, just to get enough rope to be able to get your footing in your season if it takes the first couple of weeks. I wonder about many things too with the fit because, okay, Peter Laviolette offensively, his belief is that a lot of offense comes off of rebounds and he wants his teams to get in on rebounds. Okay. Now this is where analytics will help you with a fit. Okay. The New York Rangers at five on five last season, they had 79 rebound chances. Do you know what that ranks them, Arthur? 32nd. Okay. Oh they were the worst team in the NHL at getting to the puck for second chances. Okay. So Peter's going to be looking over the video this year, coming into the season, of course. And he's going to say, we've got a lot of one and dones on this team. We've got a lot of single guy shooting it, looking for something, can't keep it, pucks going the other way. You need all five guys to get to rebounds. Everybody plays a role. I think we talked about this in our final segment of the um, regular se- of the plow season. But that's one thing that the Rangers are going to have to get better at, especially under Peter. He's going to he's going to want you to be there getting rebounds. Another one to me in the low-hanging fruit here is forecheck chances. Uh, the Rangers only had 43 scoring chances off the forecheck this season. And for context, that finished them 30th in the league. Two areas that Laviolette is going to want to absolutely drill down on and get these players on the right side of the puck is rebounds and forecheck chances. So right away, there's going to be an attention there from the players that's going to have to be very sharp. And it's, I'm telling you right now, this guy's going to come in and he's going to, just like he did with us with the Islanders in in the year 2000, first day of training camp, he said, everybody like, the, the mandate here is we're making the playoffs. And because it was said that way, it was like everybody's behavior fell in line and everybody behaved that way all season long. And I'm talking about from punctuality to nutrition to rest, everything on the ice, off the ice, practice habits, um, the attention to detail in practice. That's, that's why it's important that he's coming in right now because first day he's going to be able to say we're going to a Stanley cup final. So our behavior is going to dictate the way that we approach each day. And, and when he brings up the fact that you guys were 32nd last year in rebounds, 
Do you think that doesn't get everybody's attention? And if I'm a player that wants more ice time, I'm listening to that and I'm saying, okay, look, uh, go back and watch Vegas. They had one guy on each forward line that was disruptive in front of the net. And the Rangers don't have that right now. But if you want to be that guy, there's a spot for you. You just got to go take it. But you understand, cut and dry, what this coaching staff is going to want. Fill your role yourself. You know what? I thought this was interesting. Vegas is scoring at five on five in the postseason. Line one, 18 goals. Line two, 16 goals. Line three, 16 goals. Right? We're talking about a lot of depth there. A lot. And the Rangers, they have to bring that, but they have to bring it in that style. Uh, t- you know, you watch you watch Vegas's forecheck. I, I couldn't believe how often I looked up and I saw Jonathan Marchessault, little guy in first, winning a puck battle, winning a foot race, making a play to the slot off a forecheck. Our guys in New York can do that too. I guess the question that a lot of people would have is, can you change? You know, we look at the Rangers' top six, a very some some gaudy numbers from the regular season. We know about our Timmy Panarin struggles in the playoffs. It was certainly not just him in that Devil series. Mika's advantage at didn't put up good numbers. Chris Kreider put up great numbers, uh, scoring wise, but um, you didn't see a lot from some from a lot of other guys. Alexi Lafreniere. Well, I'm sure we'll get to him in a moment. He's kind of one of the focal points here as we head in, you know, head into the off season and head into uh, into training camp. But can you, as a highly skilled guy who's a veteran, of which the Rangers have several, can you turn yourself into that kind of five-on-five player? Yes, you have to. <laughs> this league is this league is littered with stories of guys that have added dimensions to their game to stay in the league. It's like my father's cousin, Jack Valakett, said that to me at our first summer barbecue after I played my first year in the league. He said to me, you think it's hard? To make the NHL, it's harder to stay in the NHL. Hmm. And and it's the truth. The players have to know this. I mean, just because Alexei Lafreniere was number 13 to start this season doesn't mean he's going to be in the NHL two years from now if he doesn't have a great summer and he doesn't show up and fit a role. And you don't want to you don't want these guys to be confused with where offense comes from. Like, I don't want to take the offense out of the team that worked last year. The East to West game the Rangers have. And not to be confused with the neutral zone east to west game. I'd like to see them be much more north in the neutral zone. But scoring in the NHL, I'm doing a big study right now. I send this to our client teams every year. It's just a document on how goals were scored in the league this year. The low east to west pass below the hash marks in the offensive zone. When you combine the chances themselves that go directly in the net, the rebounds that come off those chances, or the broken plays... So we're looking at total goals. The low east to west, 1,257 goals were scored this year that way. Uh, Three times more than the next closest chance type. Three times more. Mm -hmm. The next one was the high east to west, above the hash marks in the offensive zone, 503 goals. Then the slot one-timer, 487 goals. But you need grade A chances to score in the league. The Rangers had... Grade A East to West chances during the regular season. They finished second in the NHL in East to West chances in the offensive zone. I don't want to take that away from them, but I think they're leaving a lot on the table if they aren't driving the net for each other and they're not shoulder checking and 
being responsible as an F3, but then being able to dive in because you're still on the puck. It takes all five guys to get it over the finish line, but I feel like the Rangers have a lot of one and dones when they don't have the East to West. And this is the second part, the second, a wrinkle they can add to their offense for next year. And this is what Labby Lett's going to bring. His staff's going to bring that. Recognize where their strengths are. And let's pick up the game where we can add based on effort. I mean, his entire press conference it was so convincing to me because he spoke so clearly about execution, effort, second effort, and compete. And it, look, you know, you can't shy away from the fact, Arthur, that some of the core star players in the team went missing for long stretches during the postseason. And that's staring this group, upper management, coaching staff right in the face. They know, like, we are here not just to motivate, but really hold this group accountable right now. There's one guy, I mean, I'm sure we can point to Alexi Lafreniere. Is he the guy for you who has the most to gain from this coaching change from and to this coach in particular, or do you see that there's any, is there anybody else on the roster D or forwards that you could say this guy to me will start to realize his true ability and be the best, his best self under Peter Laviolette. There's going to be a real opportunity on the right side of the ice. Uh, if in fact, Tarasenko doesn't come back, most likely Kane not coming back, but can Kako fill a role in the top six, sure he can. But the same conversation for Kako, it holds true for Lafreniere. What kind of summer are you going to have or are you having right now? And I know that I said this on the last pod after the postseason. It was like, I hope these guys know at their age that you can't get these years back. These are your development years if they're used. You're maturing into, you know, your bigger body so you can play out there and be a more explosive player than you were in your younger years, but you're getting into your wheelhouse. And I just hope these guys, these guys should be twice a day in the gym and on the ice every day and not needing anything to put you to sleep. You just pass out at night. You pass (laughs) out and you wake up early the next morning and you do it again. You've got the energy for it. The summer should be where most of your work goes in when you're a young athlete, that's, I always felt like the summer was harder than the season because you're building muscle. Lafreniere, Kako, Heedle, these young guys need to take a significant jump to be consistent players in the league. And they need to have great summers. I, I, pro scouts say this to me all the time. You can improve your skating in the summer. And, and oftentimes when they are drafting, they're not drafting on skating ability right now. They're drafting on skating ability once working with the right people and having that framework for growth. I believe that to be true as well. The The NHL, of course, we always say it's not a development league, but the summer is development time that has to be used wisely. And I just hope these guys are doing it. I mean, forget about golf, honestly. Forget about <laughs> Instagram and anything else social. Like, shut it down. And let's see how good you are because you only have this opportunity to really prove it to yourself too. Because when your career is over, Arthur, you love to be able to say, wow, like I actually felt like I did reach my potential or I felt like I reached my highest level. I didn't know what my highest level was during my playing career, but I know when it was when I look back on it. And 
I mean, for me personally, I didn't start playing goal till I was 12 years old. So I had a lot of catching up to do. And by the time I did make the NHL and got to play games in the NHL, like that was, that was the best I ever became. I mean, Jesus Christ, I, I have a 24 inch vertical. I can't even dunk a, dunk a basketball. It wasn't like I was God given with ability and I just like showed up. Like I had a lot of work to do just to forge out a few games, but these guys are star talents and hopefully they're using their time because it's a huge summer for everybody. And before we move on, uh, Sounds like Michael Pekka will be joining Peter Laviolette's coaching staff. I believe uh, I heard Dan Muse, uh, who worked with Laviolette in Nashville, be coming in. I, Elliot Friedman mentioned Phil Housley's name as a possible, uh, also a former Nashville assistant, guy who's been around coaching circles and obviously a legendary player. Um, but you were with the Islanders in camp when Michael Pekka was the captain and Peter Laviolette was the coach. Um, you know, what, what can having a player who's not, you know – He's not a Michael Pecka was not a superstar player, but he he commanded a lot of respect as a player, and he seems to be doing the same in his couple of years as a coach in Rochester, uh, the Sabres farm team, working with a lot of good young players. What can a coaching staff, especially for a guy like Laviolette who's been around a long time, what can what can they do, especially for some of these younger guys, the the direct contact? I think a lot of people fans don't necessarily know exactly what assistant coaches do. Uh, on a day-to-day basis, but they're hugely important, obviously. Yeah. So Mike Pekka, um, sky high character, right? Oozes it. And this is important because if you're going to have a frame of, of reference in culture and carrying things in your locker room, you need to know where those standards are. You need character people to assess who the characters are. And Michael Pekka is going to be great to be behind that door to help make Everybody understand the behavior that we have to play with. But at the same time, maybe the guys that he recognizes aren't all in. You can shuffle out at some point during the season. Like he knows it. It's one of the pro scouts that I talked to often said to me once, he said, um, you can't judge character unless you have character yourself. And Michael Pekka, I am a thousand percent sold on the fact that he's of the highest order when it comes to character and effort and uh, the way that he carries himself. I've had to deal with him a few times um, since our playing careers when he was working with the Buffalo Junior Sabres. Um, so I've dealt with him and he's, you know, he always gets back to you. He's just a great all around guy, but he's going to be a mentor for the players that I think understand what he was as a player, like an older guy, like a Chris Kreider, he would be very familiar with Michael Pekka. Um, you ask Kako who Michael Peck is, he might never heard of him because he was, you know, that's how the young guys don't really know, but I'm sure he'll have people in his ear letting him know. And I hope that's the case. Dan Muse, I, I really hope the Rangers end up getting him because Dan Muse, I met in 2012 and uh, he was an early adopter of ClearSight Analytics. And I worked with him with the Chicago Steel. Um, in the second year there, he won championship, won a U18 championship this year with the United States Development Program, was with Laviolette in Nashville. I've been in contact with him every step of the way, and I couldn't be happier for him. Let me paint this picture for you, okay? Dan Muse, 2012, he's first year head coach at the Chicago Steel USHL, coming over from Yale, where he was previous, and he had a blow-up mattress in the room because oftentimes getting in late, he just sleep there because he wants to be the first one there the next morning. And I'd asked him about it. And he said, 
Valley, when I was in Yale, Keith Elaine, the head coach, he was in at six o'clock in the morning and I got in at 6.03 and I felt like a piece of garbage. Like I can't be coming in second to the head coach. And then I said, what'd you do? He's like, well, the next morning I was there at 5.55 and the next morning he was there at 5.50 and then they just kept going down in time. But my point is, is that Dan Muse, he's progressive and nobody, and I, I feel very confident saying this, there isn't a coach in the NHL that will outwork this guy. He is as hard-nosed, old-school work ethic with new school intelligence and progressive thinking and use of analytics, and he'll be running the PK if he does come over. I, I'm rooting for him. I hope he gets it because um, he's another high-character guy. Now you're rounding out a staff with, uh, man, this is going to be a staff. And the head coach carries the culture of the team, and Laviolette really got my attention yesterday at that presser. Like I wanted to play. I wanted to like go through a brick wall after hearing him talk. I mean it. Like I love that stuff. And as a player, that's all you want to hear. You want to be held to that standard, but now you're going to have the pieces around. Uh, Dan Muse would be an amazing hire. I hope that works out. And um, Michael Peck, of course, already an amazing hire. And Phil Housley, like maybe another name that some of the young guys wouldn't know, but this is one of the best offensive defensemen of all time. So what an asset that could be for the defenseman, just, you know, going over your dailies and learning how to slide the blue line with your head up and all of those small details in the work that's important for the big picture. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's good to go into the the summer on a positive note. uh, And we'll go in with an even further one for your good friend, Henrik Lundqvist, your fellow MSG studio analyst, TNT studio analyst, star of documentary screen now uh and now we can call him uh, a hockey hall of famer as uh just announced a little bit less than an hour ago uh he's uh the headlining a class that includes some veteran goalies mike vernon and tom barrasso pierre turgeon is also in a former islander for someone uh, people that are local listeners uh carolyn Ouellette, uh international women's player from canada and ken hitchcock longtime coach pierre lacroix longtime gm uh, but we're here to talk about Hank, and we've certainly talked about him plenty on this show. Um, certainly talked about him a lot. The story I did about his uh, his breakout postseason with TNT, the star of that studio show now. Um, but when you think about him, first ballot Hall of Famer, um, just what goes through your mind? Well, not surprised, except <laughs> I was surprised a few minutes ago before we started the pod, and you said it was already announced, and I had not <laughs> – up my phone in the last hour or so. Very happy uh, to get the news on this. I expected it. 
I have been saying it to Henrik for the last two years that he was going to, you know, and I, I, I'd imagine if I was Henrik, I would believe that that was going to happen. And at the same time, I'm sure he's just absolutely thrilled. Um, Henrik's premiere for his movie uh, last Thursday and uh, Open Heart was a huge success. Um, the people in attendance loved it. Now, there's really a stage right now where I'm sure Henrik's at where he's trying to get a full picture of everything that's happening because it's happening so quickly. And in the documentary that was at the uh, Tribeca Film Festival, Open Heart, in Hank's documentary, he talked a lot about gratitude and finding happiness after the game. And those are two things now that have come naturally to him, but probably not in the first few months when he was going through everything with his open heart surgery and being told that he wasn't going to be able to play again. But where he's at right now and the wholesome laughter and uh, the camaraderie that we have that we've always had, I think right now this is a perfect time for him to get this news because everything's now coming to a bit of a, a close and he's got some quiet time to reflect. He spends his summers for the most part in Sweden and you get through the playoffs where he's very busy, the regular season with us at MSG where he's very busy, different commitments with the Madison Square Garden. And then you've got to open a movie during the playoffs. Game five was two nights earlier. So he's able to get out of that final series and be able to get back and enjoy his opening for his film at the Tribeca Film Festival. I'd imagine right now, this is like the perfect time for him to get the news because if he got the news like three weeks ago, it just wouldn't settle in. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm really happy for him because he's in a good spot and, um, you know, he's got really good people around him. His family loves him and, you know, he couldn't be happier for him. You know, he deserves it. Here's a guy that has worked for everything. And uh, I just hope that people don't think, when they think of Henrik Lundqvist, sharp suits, nice hair, um, it's been easy for him. Uh, it hasn't been. You know, he's, to this day, I'll, I'll say it all the time. I mean, this guy, nobody outworked him. And um, that's the calling card. I think when Henrik, when Henrik's done, I think he's going to rest easy on that more than anything. Because, and this is right back to what we're talking about with Lafreniere and Kako. And, and Hedl and the summer that Hank would always have would, would be the foundation for his season. Those pillars, his legs allowed him to do what he did, but don't think this guy was just water skiing all summer with a cigar in his mouth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just hope everybody knows because I saw with my own eyes, one of the greatest Rangers of all time. And it was built on work work ethic and um, doing things the right way well that's a good way to wrap it up for the season uh glad we could hop on here valley you rest your speaking of resting rest your knees rest your hips we don't want any rest uh, my voice i'm see- talking so much during the day arthur you wouldn't believe it seriously <laughs> so well, anyhow it's it's fun it's fun but yeah it'll be um there'll be a lot of excitement coming out of this summer getting ready for next season Uh, And we'll be here to talk about it and write about it on The Athletic, and you'll be talking about it on MSG. So it'll be exciting to to get back together in a few months and uh, see where the Rangers are And maybe one thing, too, to pump, too, Arthur, is the 6th, July 6th, we're going to have a uh, a free agency wrap-up and uh, draft wrap-up on MSG Networks. 
Oh, very nice. Well, yep. uh, I don't know that there'll be a ton to wrap up with the Rangers, given their cap situation, but uh, everybody out there can watch that and see what uh, talk about what the Rangers will be doing, and then we'll all disappear into the ether for a few months and, and come <laughs> back with you. So, yeah, we, shut always, we shut it down in August. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's been a great, great first year uh, with the two of us. Incredible co-host, incredible information. We love it. So we're looking forward to year two of the Garden Faithful with you. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you, buddy. Great year. And thanks, everybody out there for listening to the Garden Faithful. Please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and leave a review if you're enjoying the show. That really helps us out. And right now, you can get a one-year subscription to The Athletic for $1 a month when you visit theathletic.com slash TGF. Steve Valiquette, Arthur Staple. Have a great summer, everyone. We'll be back with you in training camp 2023.